Welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. Last time we listened as Dante asked Virgil why exactly he had come to help him and to lead him on a journey through hell and purgatory. Virgil told him that he was sent by Beatrice, who in turn was urged on by St. Lucy and the Virgin Mary. Before we go on to Canto 3, I just want to point out another part of the pattern Dante has already set for us. A lot of the comedy takes the form of conversation between characters, whether it's Dante and Virgil, Dante and Beatrice, or some combination of all the other people we meet along the way. A lot of times we might not understand exactly what's going on in the conversation, and in that sense reading Dante can be a lot like our own early experience of overhearing conversation among grown-ups. Sometimes it's difficult to understand, sometimes it strikes us as a little dry, yet we continue to want to listen, and in listening we grow accustomed to a world bigger than ourselves. That's something Dante continues to offer us today, and it's something that, at least for me, makes reading the poem a little easier, a little more exciting. With that, here's Dante's Inferno, Canto 3, which we are reading, quite fittingly, on Good Friday, the day when Dante's journey begins. Through me is the way to the woeful city. Through me the way to the eternal pain. Through me the way among the people lost. Justice moved my high maker. The divine power made me, the sum of wisdom and the prime of love. Before me nothing not eternal yet was made, and I eternally endure. Abandon every hope, you who enter. I saw these words inscribed in shadowed color at the peak of a gate. So I said, Master, their sense is hard to me, and he to me as one accustomed. Here you must leave all suspicions. Here should every cowardice be killed. We've come to that place where I said you'd see the dolorous souls who've lost the good of the intellect. And then he placed his hand on mine with a kind look that comforted me and led me into hidden things. Here shrieks, complaints, and deep cries resounded through the starless air, so that I began to weep as well. Many odd tongues, horrid speeches, words of pain, angers, accents, voices deep and faint, and sounds of hands slapping formed a tumult, the kind that swirls always in that air tinted without time, like the sand when the whirlwind curls. And I, head ringed in error, said, Master, what is that I hear? And what are these people so overrun with pain? And he to me, This miserable way holds the sad souls of those that lived with neither infamy nor praise. They mix with that wicked crowd of angels, neither rebels nor faithful to God, but outside for themselves. Heaven, not to be less beautiful, chased them out, nor does hell's depth accept them, that those evil things might not glory in them. And I, Master, what is so grievous to them that they lament so forcefully? He replied, Let me speak briefly. These have no hope of death, and their blind life is so low that they envy every other sort. The world allows no word of them. Mercy and justice deny them. Think not of them, but look and pass on. And I, who looked back, saw an ensign that swirling ran so rapidly as to seem unfit for any rest and behind it came so long a train of people that I had not believed that death had undone so many. Once I'd recognized a few of these, I saw and knew the shade of him who gave through cowardice the grand refusal. 
Instantly I understood and was certain that this was the set of those wicked ones, spiteful to God as well as to his enemies. These scoundrels, never living, were naked, ravaged much by flies and stinging wasps. These streaked their faces with blood which, mixed with tears, was reaped at their feet by irritant worms. And then, as I fixed my gaze further on, I saw shades on the shore of a great river, so that I said, Master, allow me now to know these, and what custom makes them seem so eager to cross, as I see them through the faint light. And he to me, These things will be told to you once our passage stops on Acheron's sad shore. And now, with shameful, downcast eyes, fearing he'd found my speech light, I held my tongue until we crossed the stream. And behold, coming against us in a boat, an old man, hair white with ancientry, screeching, Woe to you, you wretched spirits! Don't you ever hope to see heaven? I come to remove you to the other bank, into the endless shadows, into burning and chill. And you over there, live soul, part with these that are dead. But then, since he saw I did not depart, he said, By another way, through other doors, you'll come to shore. You'll not cross here. A lighter bark must bear you. And the leader, Charon, don't scourge yourself. It is willed thus there where will and act are one. Now demand no more. That stilled the woolly cheeks on the pilot of the cold blue swamp, round whose eyes rolled wheels of flame. But those souls, lashed and naked, changed color and with chattering teeth took in the cruel words. They blasphemed God and their parents, the human species and the place, time, and seed of their conception and their birth. Then altogether they drew back, weeping bitterly, to the evil shore attending all men who fear not God. Charon the demon, beckoning to them with brazier eyes, caroused them all, beating all who weaken with his oars. As when autumn's leaves lighten, the one shaken loose, then the other, till the branch sees all its spoil on the ground. Similarly, the evil seed of Adam hurl themselves one by one from that shore at his summons, like a falcon at its call. So they go on over the brown depths, and before they've descended on that side, a new crowd's formed on this bank. My son, said the cautious master, those that die in the anger of God come together here from every place and they are ready to pass over the river, for divine justice spurs them so that the fear turns into desire. No good soul ever passes here, and so should Charon complain of you, now you can well understand what he means. This finished, the dismal plain trembled so sharply that memory of the tremor still bathes me in sweat. A wind leapt up from the weeping earth, flaring in vermilion light which overcame all my senses and I fell as a man drawn down by sleep. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of Dante in a Year. We are live now on Apple Podcasts, so please subscribe, rate, and review. See you Tuesday for Canto 4.